Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We are so glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, we are live in the beautiful city of Willoughby, Ohio. And uh, my name is Jack Mancini. I'm a business coach. And I'm here with my partner, longtime business partner. And uh, our company is called Maximum Value Partners. And my partner's name is Adam Sunhalter. And what we are, before you hear Adam, Adam's going to stand again tonight. Adam's in a... Uh, a mode where he's standing week to week with our show. Stand at attention, that's right. That's right. But uh, what we do as business coaches, we deal with small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees. And it can be in any business. makes no difference. They could be jewelry stores, manufacturers. They could be HVAC. They could be IT. And what I'm talking about are companies that uh, really are our clients. They cross all the roads. We have a lot of fun with them. And more importantly, we have success with them. And we define success as sustainable operating profits. Growing sustainable. Growing. I'm, I forgot that word. You're right. Thank you. That's why I have partners. That's, that's right. why we're together that's why for I'm 15 years. At, that's why I'm standing at attention, Jack. I'm all over. I'm listening. Every, I'm hanging on every word. You were. You did. You are. But uh, So we're here tonight to uh, hopefully get you involved with our program a little bit. Uh, again, we, we try to have fun and information, and if you're a business that's been around for a while or you're just starting up, we'd love to hear from you tonight. And if not, you can hear from us because we, we have a lot to talk about. We, uh, we like to say we, we answer how questions. We get our clients, small businesses, unstuck from the state of how. What do you think, Adam? Absolutely. As, uh, as Jack was just mentioning, you are always, always, always welcome to be part of Dirty Secrets, a small business show. And there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, the most direct and best way is when we're here live in the studio from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. You can do that by giving us a call, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. You can also get us by email. Radio at MaximumVP.com. We also have this little thing called Twitter out there. It's at MaximumVP. That's our handle. I think that's the proper phrase, our handle. That sounds sounds like a... Very uh, modern techie, right? A CD. So what, what do they call those? On the road. Truckers. Always Truckers. Have. Wasn't they CDs? Oh, the CBs. What the CB, they? yeah. CB as in boy, not D as in David, right? CB. Citizen Van Radio, right? That's what it stood for. Or Might stands be. For. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we have they have different, you know, di things become popular again. They were retro, they were old, now all of a sudden they're new again. So you get Twitter out there, all of a sudden handles come back, right? That's right. But there's lots of ways to get a hold of us to be part of the show, and as Jack mentioned, you know, part of uh, our focus here of Dirty Secrets of Small Business is to share a lot of stories that we've got. As Jack gave you a couple of examples of types of clients we've had, they typically are, are smaller companies. And we define that small as anywhere from usually one to 25 employees. The industry, the product, the service is, is pretty much irrelevant from our standpoint because we aren't giving guidance on that. You know, we're sitting down this morning with a, with a high-tech company. Okay, Jack and I are not high-tech guys. We use technology like, like, like many of you do, but we are not experts when it comes to that product or service. But the business stuff is stuff that we are experts in. How do you find good people to bring into your company? How do you grow? How do you market the company to grow? How do you make money on purpose? How do you develop as a leader? How do you know when the cash is, is, is tight versus cash is going to be good? All the good things in, in terms of presenting your company. Where are you trying to go? 
with your company. We, we, we help with all those things as it relates to running your company. So the owners are, are the ones that we tend to work with most. Have a lot of fun with that. And we're here to share not only our 15 years together experience of coaching these owners of small companies, but both Jack and I have uh, quite a bit of experience before then as well, which also includes some time with big corporate America. So we understand how that side looks at things as well and can relate to that. But we absolutely love the owners of small companies. That's Love's what a good word. About. Love's the proper word because that's really, you know, we, we love what they do. We love what they stand for. They, they make America great. There's 25 million, arguably, small businesses in this country, and they are absolutely the fabric. And it, it hurts us when we see the, the abuse that often is, is uh, thrown at small businesses. But that's neither here nor there at this point. We, uh, we coach. We have a program that we've developed over 15 years that if you stay with it as a small business owner, you will be successful. What's success again, Adam? Growing sustainable profits. That's correct. And if you have those, your company is going to be successful. You can do everything that, that, that you want to do with your company, whether that be putting all the money in your pocket, whether it be dispersing it to your team and your employees, whether it be doing and giving back in the community, whatever, whatever floats your boat in terms of what you're trying to do. If you have growing and sustainable profits, it gives you that flexibility to be able to do that. So as Jack mentioned earlier, what we try to do is focus on getting folks unstuck. So whether you're an owner of a company or you know owners of companies, whether you're first starting out or you've been in business for decades, chances are you're stuck somewhere today. Somewhere, right. So we like to help get people unstuck from those things. And so we have a lot of how questions that people will ask us day to day. It's nonstop. I have one this week that I wanted to kind of bring up, Jack. That's, Good. That's been a common theme for us lately, and I want to kind of share a few stories about that and give some, some guidance uh, to the folks who are listening out there about ways to maybe handle some of this stuff. So... All right, here's my how question. How do you deal with a family member who doesn't quite fit? Oh, boy. Now, that's a good question. That, that's, uh, people, but we got a whole bunch of clients like that. Well, right people, people will ask, you know, well, gee, is it, a, is it a private business or is it a family business? or is it, Okay, well, pretty much every small company, again, it's private, so it tends to be a family business. What they usually mean by that, though, is, well, is there family working at the business? You know, because um, a lot of companies do. And you know, I'd say this is, um, this is based on our experience. I'd say probably about half of the companies that we come in kind of contact with have family there. So it could be spouses, siblings, kids, cousins. But usually, you know, about one out of two times, there's going to be some sort of other family member involved as part of the company. And we've seen it all. We've seen all those different kind of scenarios. And... Uh, you know, one of the early things, and again, you know, for me growing up, as you, you know, as you know, Jack, and as many of our listeners know, um, I grew up with this. You know, my parents worked together for 40 years. That's so remarkable. That just uh, that they not only stayed married but worked in the same company together well, for over 40 years. I didn't realize. Just, uh, well, I didn't realize it was remarkable to use, to use that word. I, I thought it was just normal. I figured that's how things were. So. When we had some of our early clients back in the back in the early days of, of uh, Maximum Value Partners, we had uh, a couple of clients who were spouses. And to say I was amazed at how they treated each other, ran the business. I mean, walking in day one, just meeting these folks, they were literally in screaming match. Hmm. 
veins <laughs> popping out of the foreheads. Oh, yes. And the topics that they're upset about had absolutely nothing to do with the business. They had to do with something that happened at home three and a half years ago. Isn't that something? And how, how true that is yeah. and how frequent that is. But it's what you get more often than not when you have family members working together in the business. So, yeah, so most spouses weren't like my parents where they're able to kind of keep and s somewhat divide the business side from the personal side. You know, keep things professional during the day. They weren't bringing, they weren't bringing, if there were issues or challenges or frustrations at home, they weren't bringing it to the office every day. They'd cut that off, and they, you know, during the day it was just about business. And they really realized a big challenge that we talked to many of our, our business owner clients about is you have to recognize your power as the owner. And things you do, things you say, carry a lot more weight being the boss. And so you don't have... Now how does that show up? That shows up when the boss walks into a meeting. <laughs> Instantly, the conversation either stops or changes. Uh, many people's body language changes. They start to sit up straight. And the whole tenor of the, the meeting changes. Even if the boss is a bit of a screw-up, he's still the <laughs> boss or she's still the boss. And to Adam's point, the power that that person has in that company is immense. It's supreme. Even with today's labor laws being what they are and, and basically uh, what that person, the boss, says goes because he or she can make or break careers, give advancements, uh, you know, make life miserable for, for the employees. That's power. That's, that's real power. And hopefully it isn't abused, but we also know many times it is. So, so be very attuned to that. Think about that if you're an owner. Try to recall the last time you just walked into a room full of people at your company, and it was almost as if you didn't walk into the room. Like people just kept on doing what they were doing when you walked in. Versus, they stop, they turn and look to kind of to kind of notice you. There's some it goes from being very loud talks to little whispers or giggles or again you know, the absolute room just kind of stops and everybody's staring at you. Right? It it's a very, a very very common thing. And all you were doing, maybe walking into that room, maybe it's in the kitchen. You're walking in the room to grab a cup of coffee or to grab a or to grab a water or something like that. So being aware of your power, especially when it comes to how you deal with family. We've got lots of stories I want to kind of get into tonight, Jack, in terms of some different situations we've seen, because I know that the folks listening have either personally been through that or done that. Maybe they don't recognize it, but it's, I want to help them recognize that. Or maybe they're involved with a company that, that, that that's happening. Almost and, everyone, yeah. And, and let them know, here's some <clears throat> ideas of what you can do about that. So stay tuned. When we come back from break, we're going to start, start talking more about that in terms of how do you deal with a family member who doesn't quite fit in the business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're partners, business partners, coaches in Maximum Value Partners, LLC. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. She took the midnight train going at me. Late last night. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter, and that's Jack Mancini. Over yes, there. I am Jack Mancini, and we're with Maximum Value Partners. We are business coaches. Maximum Value Partners, the initials for that is MVP. 
That's what we are, and we we can be used interchangeably with that. And that's what do you what, think, Adam? That's absolutely, and that's what you are for your company. If you're the owner of the company, you're the MVP, you're the leader. Whether you want to be there or not, that's the seat you're in when you decided to become a business owner. So, we're very happy to to, to be here with you tonight. We're uh, we're always welcome you to be part of the show to share your how questions with us if you have a reaction to some of the questions that we're talking about have some stories you want to share about your experience of being an owner of a company we'd love to hear from you here on dirty secrets of small business the best way to do that is give us a call here in the studio we're here live every monday or not every monday every wednesday what day is today today is uh, wednesday every it's wednesday all, day, all night 7 30 to 8 30 p.m eastern prime time here uh live in the studio the number to get us is 440 Nine four six nine four six eight again four four zero nine four six W I N T. All right. So what we the how question we were discussing here in the first segment. We want to continue now again and here in the second is how do you deal with a family member who doesn't quite fit? Can All you, right. Can you do you have an option of leaving the family? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one of the extreme options you could, you could actually go after, Jack. But uh, there's, there's a lot of different situations. We were sharing a little bit here in the first segment about spouses. Um, we also have a lot of situations where you've got parent and child, okay, mm-hmm. where this happens. And um, often in the back of somebody's mind when they first start a company, the idea is that, hey, I want to start a company that's going to go to the next generation. Then my kids and then their kids and, you know, their kids' kids can kind of just take it over and it'll go on for, you know, 100 plus years, three, four, five generations. Even if they don't articulate that, that, uh, that, that, that dream, that, that idea is often in that head. And what happens is 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, there's starting to be that, that time of, hey, do I now move on and, and should the kids take over? And often during that course of time, the kids have been part of the business growing up. Maybe they've come by to visit or they've come to work during the summer or right, do odd right. jobs, or it might be, but they've been, maybe they've been part of the business at, at, at some point in time. And so what happens when you have a transition come up? Now, sometimes it goes somewhat smooth. You have what I'd like to refer to as adult conversations, and the, the parents understand that, hey, it's time for them to kind of move on, and they want to be helpful with the transition for what's going you know, to happen. Seen, we've seen many and still continue to see many non-adult situations here in the room. Not many adults in the room. <laughs> well, it, it, the, the battle's royal, that's for sure. As I was, as I was mentioning in, in our first example with the spouses where they were bringing a lot of the personal issues and they're arguing about things from the home life and the business life, what's often very difficult when you bring family in the business is to leave that relationship at the door. So whether it be that spousal relationship, whether it be a parent-child, whether it be siblings or whatever it might be, you know each other a certain way. And to almost have to lobotomize yourself walking in that door and forget that, hey, this is my, my kid I'm talking to here, or this is my parent I'm talking to here, it's going to impact how you do what you do. There are certain things you wouldn't do or say in a business or job environment if it wasn't your kid or your, or your parent that you were talking to or working with. Well, one of the big dirty secrets of small business, and we've been looking for this for over 15 years, Adam. We've been looking for the switch that can be turned off. So you have a battle in your business, in the office, and it's uh, the, the next day is Thanksgiving, and you're both leaving in a snit, and tomorrow you have to come back. 
if you weren't that, that sibling or if you weren't that spouse, you could at least take a break for three or four days and everything would settle down. But can't do it. You're going to see each other and pass the turkey, and uh, who knows what's going to come. Probably be stumped on you. All right. So we've had <laughs> situations, usually usually where things tend to go bad. You know, the, the initial situation I was describing where you have those adult conversations, people want to be helpful, that tends to happen maybe, I'd say, in one in four situations. Maybe <laughs> a quarter, right? The other three That's quarters. That's scientific enough. That's good. Well, based on our experience, and uh, all, all the stats we give here typically, and I'll quote something if it's not, but it's typically based on our experience. We've got quite a bit of experience, folks. So um, our, our, our numbers tend to be pretty good as it relates to the overall market as well. So if I've got one in four where it's that kind of good adult conversation, we can, we can kind of logically move things along, even though it's emotional, but we can logically move things along. The other three quarters of the time, we've got all kinds of crazy stuff happening, right? One of the biggest challenges we see is when you have kids who come into the business who have absolutely no business being part of the business. So what do I mean by that? Well, maybe that's the only company that, that they've worked for. They've had no training that's related to the actual work itself. They just, they're, they're brought in there because of their, their name. And even though they aren't an owner yet, come back to one of the points I made earlier here in terms of being in touch with your power. Well, if you have the name, even though you may be an incompetent jerk, you still have the name. Sure, people are going to fear you. Yeah, that's the, correct. Though. And the boss is still your sibling or your or your mom or your dad. So you guess what? I'm not going to tell you to go pound salt, even though that's what I really want to do, because I know that, that there could be repercussions for me who doesn't have the same last name or, or, or relationship with, with your mom or dad or with your, with so your sister. Of, that's right. All of a sudden you fall out of favor and you don't know why. Well, the sibling you just insulted, or you didn't even insult. You just took a, a correct but firm stand, uh, and that sibling didn't take it the same way. So all of a sudden you're getting side-whacked, unfortunately. Right. Happens often. And then um, quite often there are situations where you have multiple kids involved in the business and speaking as a parent you don't necessarily have favorites but you try to be objective but one of the words that people often use when they're talking about with their kids is one of jack's favorite words of all time the f word <laughs> it's four letters too isn't it, it is let's see that's right you know what that word is, Jack? Sure, Go ahead. I do. Fair. Fair. That's right. All right. Okay. So I want to be fair to my kids. And um, again, another personal story. You know, when I was coming back from New York, my dad was at the point where he's thinking about transitioning out. What were you doing in New York? Investment banking. Oh, okay. Just checking out. Yep. Help people buy and sell companies and raise money for their companies. A lot of fun stuff. Wait, let me let me interject one. If there are any listeners out there, any small business owners, give us a call. Let us hear your story. If you have a family situation, either that was a terrific outcome or not a terrific outcome, call us at four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. Okay. Or if it's still that, if it's still in that messy situation where it's not, <laughs> it hasn't been good or bad yet, that'd be good too. So. Anyway, so as I was coming back and I was trying to figure out, figure out what I wanted to do, and as, as you and I were getting reacquainted here, Jack, my dad was looking at a kind of a 10-year plan to kind of transition the business out, and his preference was to either turn it over to, to, my, to my brother or to me or some combination thereof. So he asked me to take a look at the company, and, and, and long story short, is it wasn't the right, the right fit for me, but it was the right fit for my brother. 
And so as part of the, 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 the next couple of years of, of getting the plans down tra transitioning, they wanted to have that kind of fair thing to it. And they wanted to make sure that I was okay, that you know, <laughs> Matt had the chance to kind of take the company over and that I didn't feel like I was being treated unfairly. And I said, look, I said, he's coming in. He's going to work his butt off to help transition this thing over and take the company over. How, how can I feel that it's unfair? As long as he's paying you guys a good price for the company, I'll get paid when you guys pass away. <laughs> if you don't spend a, it all, right? We kind of joke tongue-in-cheek about this kind of stuff. But we, 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 we had these kind of conversations about it versus, hey, I want to make sure I give you this or do that. And, again, I recognized because I'd been through enough deals where people bought and sold companies or had to run companies to understand what was involved with it. And it wasn't like it was something that was just being given to him. He had to, he had to, he had to earn it, and then he had to go run the thing. So it wasn't like you know, it was people people often say if they haven't been involved, like you know, people are in that 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 lucky sperm club where they also they were born into something. I wish I had that. And it's not always an enviable position to maybe be that kid either, who's kind of come in where all of a sudden because some parents are hard to say no to. That's right. Even uh, if you don't want the company, they say hey. Well, hey, tell me if you really if you really don't want it, Jack. Let you know. Be sure to let me know. Oh, okay, mom. Okay, dad. Okay, yeah. But it's they can't they can't say no to them. That's right. And so that becomes a very very tough position, especially if you know you aren't the right person to do it. And so we've been involved in a lot of situations like that where we often get brought in to help with that part of the transition. Okay, because there are a lot of great attorneys out there and insurance folks and and tax yeah, folks. Yeah, they and can structure the can, deal and the yeah. But yeah. the, the, the real key is, well, the company. How's the company going to survive? Not only survive, but then transition and, and thrive under the new, the new yeah, ownership. How do you take an operating company, and let's assume it's doing good, and pass it on to somebody else? How do you do that? Now, lawyers, CPAs, as Adam said, they can structure the deal and maximize tax benefits and, and make sure uh, everything transfers correctly. And that's not the problem. There's an abundance of that type of advice out there. And it's good advice. The real issue where there isn't an abundance of good advice is how the heck do I transition this company physically to my son or daughter? How do I do that? And that, that is a, a big, big issue. And it's a very difficult issue if you don't have the proper advice. Uh, it can lead to disaster, as many do. Adam's projecting what one in four, one in four make it. Well, they have that. They have those adult conversations to make it a much uh, easier transition. Yeah, to right. Make, to make to increase the odds of success. And you, you brought up the how question there, which we're kind of getting into in terms of transition. But it, let me come back to our original question: Is so what do you do? Again, how how do you deal with a family member that that, that doesn't quite fit? And we've been involved in quite a few of those from that standpoint. In terms of, I want to transition it over, and and they aren't quite the right fit for it. But yet you try to force. Try to force the issue. How do you how do you deal with that? Right. That's what we're going to talk about when we come so we'll back. We'll get into some of we we'll yeah. some of those stories and some suggestions about what to do in those different situations that, that we've kind of brought up already. Have a few more situations we can talk about here on the other side of the break. So stay tuned for that. We'll have some more discussions about what do you how do you deal with a family member that doesn't quite fit with the business. I'm Adam Sonhalter and I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches from Maximum Value Partners LLC. We've been together for 15 years. We'll probably have at least another 15 years to go. Stay tuned <laughs> for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. 
Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. As I said before, and I'll say it again, we're business coaches. We help companies that are small, small being defined as 1 to 25 employees, any industry. What do we help them do? We help them get unstuck from a state of how. What do you think, Adam? Absolutely. They're stuck somewhere. We'd love to hear your reaction to some of the how questions we're addressing here on our show. You're always welcome to be part of the show. And you can get us here live in the studio every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. You can tweet us at our handle is at MaximumVP. Or get us online at MaximumVP.com forward slash how. Nice little form pops up there. You can fill out your, your how question, submit it to us. We get it here on the air. Or if you go old school and go email at radio at MaximumVP.com. That could work as well. Email is old school now, isn't it? Just whipping right along there. Got them all through. All mm-hmm. right. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Lots of ways to be part of the show. Or you can just sit back and enjoy and, and listen because Jack and I always have plenty of stories and things to talk about and uh, what we've been focusing on tonight so far is how do you deal with a family member who doesn't quite fit? And we've talked about some different situations in terms of whether it be transitional-related or where, where, where folks are there. Let me give you a couple, of, a couple of ideas of what you can do before I get into a couple other stories. Uh, one, one thing's possible is you can just kind of keep things as is. Not a lot, a lot different. of people like to do that, too. Somehow you kick the can down the road and the problem will be solved by somebody else. Yeah. But... And and you know while it's 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 ostriches are amazing animals. Um, <laughs> as a business owner, you don't necessarily want to be accused of being one, where you're putting your head in the sand and kind of ignoring things around you. And if that's what's happening, it's often the questions being asked. You know, we we're discussing earlier in, in the show here about your power as the owner when you walk into a room, how things kind of change. Well, some of those whispers you might be hearing might be, hey. Does Jack really know what's going on with, with his son and what what a total bozo he is, or how 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 rude he is, everybody, or how incompetent he is? Because he doesn't seem to know. He's not doing anything about it, right? So there's always talk that's often going on as part of the part of the discussion. So they, they, if you keep it as is, and you know, again, even if you know, you just kind of well, let's kind of let things work themselves out. It's one of those meetings we were talking about where everyone's whispering about what a bozo the son is, and and. The boss comes walking in the room and everyone changes their tone. Right. That's exactly the kind of stuff that happens. So if we're around the family feud, that wouldn't be the number one answer. I think probably the number one answer would be you try to find a new role for this person. So there's a lot of things that happen in a small company. I don't think it's a big company, but in a small company, people are often wearing multiple hats. They're often doing many different kind of jobs. And so a very common thing to do is in the idea of trying to maybe teach the person the business is you try to find different places to put them. Now, as you know, Jack, and I know from, 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 from my experience with corporate America, when you're part of a big company, there are places to kind of put people to hide. You know, you can kind of get them out of the way. You don't have to see them. And, and, sure, and when you have hundreds, thousands of employees, yeah. absolutely. But when you got a small company with eight employees, Jack, 15 employees, there ain't no place to hide. That's right. So... I may change Junior's role around a little bit, but he's still he's still there doing his thing, right? That's right. Or I may change Sally's role a little bit, or it might be, but you know, you know the, the person's still there. So, the, the the changing of the role is a very very common way to go about trying to address some of the challenges. And 
it doesn't necessarily work from the standpoint because if they aren't good or they or they aren't engaged or trying to get better at those. I mean, the idea of trying to help somebody learn the business by by being in different roles is great, but if I'm trying to put them in different roles to avoid difficult discussions or, di- or difficult situations or, or uncomfortable conversations or to be that be that ostrich where I'm kind of just hiding my you know my head in the sand that's not going to necessarily have the best outcome and, it, and in fact it might be very very negative for the company where people and often your best people start to take off and, and, and that, that's pretty common and rightfully so you know if you're a good employee chances are if you're in that kind of an environment, because you're a good employee, you're going to have options, and you're going to exercise those options. So the company can start to have trouble again, and all the dreams and hopes and all the good stuff that, that profits make all of a sudden, because you have a sibling who's unfit for the business, continues to stay on. If you lose your good people, eventually the company's going to start to head south. I mean, it's just natural and very rational. So it is very important that you handle siblings, spouses, whoever the case may be, a family member who doesn't fit the organization with experiment or with experience and temperament and whatever other negatives are there. You have to, as the owner, act and be decisive. And there are options as long as you you basically open up and say, I got to do something. It's not going to be happy times. It's not going to be easy, but I have to do it for the sake of the company. Yeah, and you can try to force things through in the standpoint. One of the, one of the reasons we get involved often is to help not only with the transition part of it, as, as, as we were discussing a little earlier, Jack, but it, a lot of times it's with, it's with the basic training of how to how to run a company. How to? It's a big part of it. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's very difficult. If you started a company day one with nothing and you've now grown it to 12 employees you're doing a couple million bucks in sales you've you know, you've been around for 23 years to take that existing company now and to hand it off to somebody it's very difficult very emotional because, very difficult is right well because when you started and often what you, you know you know what you know and so when you started you're trying to give them all this information of things that have happened over the last 23 years you know all the all the ups and downs and everything else and it doesn't quite fit and what you did at the beginning isn't where the company is now. So the company is in a different place. And also, you know, how do you, how do you parcel that information out to where it's absorbed by somebody? How do you let them be their own person? And, you know, because often the styles might be different. You know, I mentioned leadership early on here in our show, and one of the things that we use from a leadership standpoint is an assessment tool called DISC, hmm. D-I-S-C. And it's a behavior assessment. We all have... One of those four styles is most prominent for us, D, I, S, or C. And there's no good or bad style, but they're often different, especially if we're talking about a transitional way. Or even, again, if they aren't transitioning the company, just day-to-day and how I would do things, Jack, versus how you would do things would be different. In terms of we might get similar results, but how we go about doing it might be very different. Sure. And so if if I'm not aware of that, and I'm trying to give you guidance, I'm going to tell you how to do it the way I would do it versus understanding, hey, you got a different way of doing stuff, and let me see how you want to do it to help make sure that the results are what we care about along the way. So let me help be we've okay with you work. doing it your way. Yeah, we've seen that work a number of times very successfully. You know, the how, how, do, you, how do you transition the company to somebody who doesn't fit? 
you have to have that person who doesn't fit sort of prove the case. We do that with our what we've developed are called seven keys to success. And a very important one, they're all important, but a very important one is the profit plan. And to have this employee or anyone who's going to take over the, the leadership of the company basically put together a profit plan and present it. After all, that's why you're there, to make profits, ultimately. And let that, let that heir apparent prove him or herself by putting a profit plan together and presenting it to the key employees. If they can't do that, that's pretty strong evidence that not only doesn't this person fit, but this person doesn't fit because they're incompetent or certainly not able to take on the company that you built and has been moving along at a pretty good pace, giving you an easier decision because now you have serious evidence, objective, it isn't subjective. So that's kind of important. But the big thing is somebody who doesn't fit, you have to deal with that, as difficult as it is. And so many people, to Adam's point, are ostriches. They put their head in the sand. I heard, by the way, that that's not necessarily true. We've got to look that one up. Well, it's common. It's common nomenclature. Folklore. People, yeah, we know that's all right. That's all right. So Everyone knows what we're talking about. I haven't spent much time on the whatever the prairies that the. That I've the been looking. I've li- been looking at weird words they and have, customs. Don't they have big. Stuff. They have big eggs too, don't they, Jack? Is that part of it or no? They don't have big <laughs> eggs. Is that, is that got, a fallacy? Adam, they got they real big real eggs. eggs. <laughs> that's good to know. Well, let me let me just build on what you were saying in terms of the profit plan, Jack. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be for the overall company either. It could be for maybe a division. Mm, where they can kind of pull, kind of pull that together, and it, what you're trying to see is help them get better by by practicing this stuff. You know, the, the the idea of transitioning, when that when that day comes, when the you know, when the current owner walks out the door, it should be aside from having a great send off party, should be a relative non event because the person taking over has been really kind of running things for a while anyway. They've had a chance to kind of get used to what it's like to run stuff, versus say I'm setting a date, you know. And you know, put my stake in the ground six months out, and I'm I'm gone. Whether you're you know, ready or not, here I come, kind of thing, or, or here I go. And you know, in this case, it's getting that getting it prepared for that. So there's ways to be able to kind of test it, see how they how they lead, how they do stuff. You you, you mentioned Jack that if you have this kind of objective thing, it makes it you know, makes it an easy decision. No, not easy, or easier. Easier, yeah. I don't know if it ever gets easier because we always look. It's like it's. Like being a sports fan and you know betting on your team, it's 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 not necessarily the best things to do because you're 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 emotionally attached to it. You're kind of tied into it. You can't get bets. You can't get bets after time. Everyone <laughs> likes to talk until you say, "Hey, I'll, I'll bet you," and then they all find reasons not yeah. to do it. Well, they they get very emotional about <laughs> it. So I, I learned at a pretty young age to not not really bet you know, on my teams because you can't be objective with it. <laughs> so. You have to look at and you have to ask a question. One of the things that we, we will do often when we first no, start. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're from Cleveland here. Willoughby's a suburb of Cleveland. What yes. are the Browns going to do this year? <laughs> I have no idea. 2017, what's their record? They're going to win more than one game, Jack. They were 1 in 15 last year, and everyone says until you say you want to bet, everyone will say they're going to win no more than two or three games this year. They're going to win more than one game this year. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Go That's on. all right. So. In order to, to make sure that, that you can try to stay objective, we'll ask when we first start with the client. Are there any things that are off limits? Are there any elephants in the room, so to speak? Are there any you know, folks that are protected that we can't talk about? And if we often hear, yeah, hey, so-and-so is off limits, okay, that's tough versus no, 
Nobody's off limits. We're trying to do what's best for the company. That's what we like to hear. That's right. So one of the ways to handle somebody who doesn't fit here is to fire them. And I'll say that again. It's to fire a family member. doesn't quite fit. So how good does that turkey taste that next day at Thanksgiving, Jack? <laughs> Not very good. So, so you can do that, but if, that, if that's been taken off the table, it makes everything else very, very difficult because that person knows that they aren't going to be terminated. No matter what they do, yeah, you're, you're they aren't going to be terminated. You're going through all kind of hoops to try to accommodate them. The, the morale of the company, however one measures that, is definitely on a negward trick. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just fundamentally wrong. You've got to do it. So Not easy. Yeah, so if you aren't ready to do that, that's a big one. So, uh, so I'll leave you with that thought as we go to break here about that. If you've if you got to think about it, could you fire that family member? Because if you, if you can't get your arms around that, that may be where you've got to start. It's figuring out, okay, how do I look at something like that? that, that, that that's a possibility that I have to get, get comfortable. Because we have other ways that you can do it, too, and get a similar result. And we'll talk about a couple of those when we come back from break here. So stay tuned. It's a little bit... A little bit softer way of doing it versus having to fire a family member. So stay tuned. Well, for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business, I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with MVP, Maximum Value Partners. And we can help you, a small business owner, get unstuck from the state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you, if you're a small business owner, get unstuck from a state of how. And if you are a wannabe small business owner, we can also help you. Why don't you give us a call? Adam's going to tell you how to do that. I will. It's, uh, and if you're a big business owner of a small business, we like all sizes of business owners, Jack. Well, it's you're a, right. Let's make sure the company's small, not, not necessarily the owner. Well, we're okay with small owners. We like big owners and medium-sized right. owners. That's All shapes important. and sizes are welcome. So <laughs> you can get us here in the studio live every Wednesday. Uh, I keep wanting to say Monday. You know, I know still, you do. I know. You said it a couple times. That's all right. Ha- creature habit. So you're every correcting. Wednesday from 730 to 830 p.m. Eastern, the number in the studio is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. And you can email us. Radio at MaximumVP.com. Tweet us at MaximumVP or go to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. A little form will pop up there. You can fill out your how question. So our how question of the day has been, how do you deal with a family member who doesn't quite fit? And we gave you a few minutes during the break to chew on something that probably didn't taste very good, which was you can fire that family member. That's what you do. Fire them at them and get it over with. They'll move on. And, you know, it seems real easy when you're watching shows like The Apprentice and you can, hey, you're fired and it's ready to go. It doesn't work that way, right? So <laughs> there are a couple of ways to get a similar kind of result, Jack, without having to go through the pain of having to fire somebody. So let me offer a couple suggestions here, right? Go on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter them right this away. Is, you know what you're going to say. Uh, hold on. This is, there's... <laughs> Hold on, Karnak. Let me put that up to that. Okay, That's here we right. go. All right. So one of the ones that people will often laugh at us about, but has happened before, and we've seen it happen before, and can work out, 
is you pay them to stay home. It's okay. No counter on that one. I like that idea. Yeah, see, I tricked them. You thought I knew what you I was did. going to say. You did. No, I, I, you got me. You really did. <laughs> now, people <laughs> think, what, are you kidding me? Why would I pay somebody to not come to work? And once we help them understand whatever relief not having that person who doesn't quite fit in the organization day-to-day will be for everybody else and how much better everybody else will do, that's a it's a it's a addition by subtraction of, ha- of paying that person to stay home. Right? Keep in mind, as coaches, we and, and as former owners of companies, we always take the position that what is best for the company. We're trying to have growing, sustainable profits in this company, and you can't be diverted to all kinds of total nonsense, emotions, and everything else. So the cost of those subjective, many subjective, some objective. But the costs of those subjective issues that are created are immense. I mean, you, you, you can't calculate with accuracy, but it is multi-times more than having that person hang around the company. And we've seen this work, whether it be we've seen it work for siblings, we've seen it work for cousins, we've seen it work for uh, parents, for the kids paying the parents not, not, not to come in anymore. So we've seen it work in a variety of those kind of situations. So, again, pay them to stay home. All right. Another option, again, these are these are options that are kind of come off that fire them tree branch, right? That has kind of a similar result, but um, is a little, maybe a little bit more palatable. And this reminds me of my of my very young and naive uh, brain when I was coming out of, coming out of college and 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 heading to Wall Street, and when I was being recruited in, into Bear Stearns, one of the things that that everybody I interviewed with talked about was the fact that they had never fired anybody. Which I thought sounded kind of unusual. Very paternalistic sounding, wasn't it? But I said, that sounds oh, great. nice. Yeah. I mean, I'd say so. If I'm performing, doing well, you know, hey, you know, you're not going to get fired. You're, we're going to take care of you. Okay, that's that's. You know, as a 22 year old, you know, naive young kid, I'm thinking that's that's great, Jack. <laughs> well, a few months into my time at the Bear, I started to realize that what they were saying was true, that they didn't fire anybody. What I discovered was though. What that meant was that if you weren't performing well or they didn't like what you were doing, they would put you on the absolute worst projects, worst deals, make you work even longer hours than I was working. I was working 120-hour weeks, and they make, make you be there all the time. They, you know, it, 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 they just made the existence so unpalatable that you'd quit. Very good. See, that's a good way to do it. They make you quit, Okay. Gives, it gives the person the choices, and the choices, like you say, are, are extremely difficult, but nonetheless, they're a choice, and that's cool. So often the way that might look in a, in a, in a family-run company, Jack, and we've seen this before, and this is for our audience too, is just, as you're finding those new roles for people, you try to find new roles for them where they fit, they, and they start to realize, they start to come to the realization that, that, that they don't quite fit. And if you try to combine that with, bringing in some really good quality people as well. They start to, again, realize it. They start to get frustrated to the point where they may even say that. Hey, I'm going to leave. Because if they believe that you won't fire them, but again, if they're going to offer the resignation and they're going to quit on you, you now have to grab that situation right away and have a discussion about it. That's correct. Because coming way back to the earlier, uh, the first part of our show here, Jack, we were talking about the power of whether you're an owner or you're a family member, you're having that, having that name, that relationship, 
things you say carry a lot of weight. And so for you to threaten to quit is a serious, serious thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and it can, you're, you're absolutely right. It can roll up and continue to roll up in a very serious manner very quickly. And that's good. All right. So that's two possibilities. I have a third one coming up here. We'll see. So, so far I haven't had any pushback. I'm doing, no, doing, doing those are okay. Right. I'm, right. I'm in favor of those. All right. So, again, these are always options to not having to fire them, but, you know, it gets the same result. So, number three. So, number one is pay them to stay home. Second one is make them quit. And number three is you find somewhere else for them to go. Find somewhere else for them to go. Now. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, again, this is... Because I could accept that one, too, but depending on how you're going to do it. Well, again, this, this is, could be paternalistic, too. You're, you're trying to find some place maybe for your, again, whether it be for your, your, your sibling, for your, for, your, for, your, for your kid. You want them to be gainfully employed somewhere, and, and they just aren't happy where they are. You're not happy where they are because they're, they're in your company, and they're, they're great problems, right? So where would they be happy? So you, you, you work with them. How do we find a place for you to go where, you, where you're going to be happier? Let's help get you somewhere else. And again, it's something you wouldn't do for a non-family member, most likely. No matter how paternalistic you are, if somebody's really annoying you to that point, and we, we hear it, and the, 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 the phrase you have, whether you've articulated it or not, we've heard it dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of times at this point, where the owners say, hey, that wasn't my kid, that wasn't my parent, that wasn't my brother, that wasn't my sister. They'd have been fired years ago. If you said it, they would have been. If not for, they would have been. Okay, <laughs> that's a sign that we got a problem. But... You know, to be able to have Thanksgiving dinner and birthday parties and whatever else you have to go through because they're they are family. Find somewhere else for them to go. Help work with them to get them because you aren't, you know, they aren't maybe a total bozo. They aren't they aren't a fit for what you're trying to do in your company. But they may be very happy or very good somewhere else. So try to work with them to find. Hey, that's fine over the next six, six months. Six months. Let's find something else that you're, you'd really like to be doing. Let me help you with my resources to try to get you get you there. Okay. You no, know? I like that one too. That's all right. So you hit three for three on the good side. All right. Wow. So what did you what did you think I was going to say? Never Jack? mind. Too late. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we got we got a few minutes left in the show, Jack. No, no, I can't tell you that. <laughs> well, how could should, I be? How could they? I be so wrong? What shouldn't they do? <laughs> well, that'll <laughs> that'll be answering your question. No way. You know it. You know how I am with that stuff. All right. You're going to keep people in suspense, right? So those are... That's right. As long as you don't take six <laughs> six months, a year, two years to fire somebody or move them out in, in one of the three options that you gave them. As long as you're decisive. You don't keep coming, certainly to our meetings, complaining every week about this and that. My God, you're the owner. You can make things happen in your company. And those are the kind of things I don't like That's when, right. when they keep going on and on. Well, our clients love it when we talk to them about the fact that they get paid the big bucks to make these kind of decisions, right? And they, they scoff and they laugh. And they, who's making the big bucks? What are you talking about, right? That's right. Not me. Just the headaches, right? Yeah, that's the impression, though. So, again, if you have a family member who doesn't fit, first of all, recognize that is more typical. Again, the, 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 the numbers we gave from our experience here at the beginning of the show was that's typically the case probably three out of four times. There's, there's kind of strange things kind of going on. And some do a better job of hiding it than others. But if you're one of the, the ones that, that it's, the, the person's not, not quite a fit, 
there are a ton of options. We gave you just a few today. Sure. Ways to make things kind of happen, depending on your style, what's kind of going on in your, in your family. But what we, what we don't want to do is do nothing. That's the worst thing you can do when there's a problem. Do nothing. Just sit and let, let the, the forces of the world sort of make the decision for you. It's never where you want to be. It rarely is, uh, it is rarely the right decision for the company to do nothing. Do something, definitely. And you'll find there are a lot of options when you, you, when you open your mind. So you understand when we caution our clients about bringing in family members because we, we have seen so many situations where it winds up where it becomes very, very tenuous and difficult and not what's best for the company. So try to do that. And if you have that and you have a situation like that and you want to talk to somebody about it, you can get us even when we're not in, on the air. You know? So we want to thank you for being uh, part of this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. If you need to talk about a family member who doesn't quite fit or anything else, give us a call. Uh, you can reach us outside of the studios at 877-849-0670. Again, 877-849-0670. And that email works, too, for radio at MaximumVP.com. Hey, we uh, enjoyed being with you tonight. We look forward to having you again next week. Kind of uh, pull up some questions and throw them at us next week. Or fire an email off to us. We'll put them on the air. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Bye-bye, folks.